Howdy friends, welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. This week, the episode's going to look a little bit different because, you know, my name is Glenn and my co-hosts are Landon and Colby, and they're going to be hosting it without me. See, Mother Nature had a different vision than we did this week, and she came through Texas and knocked my Wi-Fi out and made the roads pretty undrivable. So I was unable to record alongside my friends, but luckily, Landon and Colby picked up the slack and they really, really hit this episode home with segments like Hopper Drop, This Day in Disney History, and finally, The Draft. See, these are all segments that are essential parts of the Rope Droppers podcast, and Colby and Landon do a great job, and they talk a little bit more about me not being there, but I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a reason why we're coming out two days late. Didn't really want to leave y'all hanging. So, my name's Glenn, and I'm going to go ahead and toss it on over to my boys. So, here you go. Our first segment today is called Hop or Drop. And basically, just for those that are just tuning in for the first time, we are going to take news stories that happen in Disney. And if we are hopping on the train with them or we are dropping the Disney company for the decision. All right. This first story is kind of near and dear to the podcast's heart because I think we're all pretty big fans of this animatronic but sunny eclipse performs every day at the cosmic ray starlight cafe he has been removed and there has been no talks about it essentially he was just removed for a club tinsel which is something that happened i think during the christmas party disney has been very quiet about it lynn how do you feel about this man yeah i mean right now i like i saw a picture the other day and it was just like pretty much a like black wall around where he would usually be hated seeing that i miss him up there definitely makes me think of that hundred transactions pen though that you need i know yeah (laughs) overall you can't take him away like i don't know if they're thinking about that if that's in the back of their mind or if maybe that's what they're doing right now but you just can't like he's an icon so the one thing that i'm really worried about is it wasn't a scheduled refurbishment he's just gone that's very unlike disney in my opinion to just take something away and not say anything about it so I'm a little worried that he's not going to come back. It would have been nice to maybe like say something about it. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to think about it just because, I mean, he's a park icon. And for them to not say something about it, like that would just be pretty dumb and pretty low on Disney's part. But I think he'll be back. But yeah, moving on to story two that we have. How it received new parking lot theme names based on Disney characters and theme to space and Earth. So the Earth characters are Moana, Hey Hey, Crush, and Dory. And the space characters are Wally, Eve, Rocket, and Gamora. I love change in the parks. Y'all know this if you have been listening. But this is just really dumb to me because I don't understand these character choices. What? Why are we choosing Wally and Eve? There's really nothing. They have nothing to do with Epcot, like at all. Yeah. Um, Rocket and Gamora, you know that makes sense. They have the premier coaster in Epcot. Moana and Hey Hey. I'm sure. I guess I know they're having the journey of Wally. I just don't really like the character choices. I'm fine with them changing it. I would have loved to see them use Figment because he is the park's character. So I think that would have made sense. I'm fine with them changing it, but. I can understand why they did this. Yeah, my thoughts on it. I don't think they should have used two each from the same movie. I think they should have made it a little more unique. Like, they could have just used Wally. They could have just used Rocket. I think Moana would have been perfect, but I don't think they needed to put two each. Like, there's enough characters in the park, especially Figment. There's enough characters in the park to fill up eight spots like they have and not have the same movie. So that's my thought on it. 
but I am hopping on because of the change. I do like the change. I like when new stuff happens, and I think it's going to be good. But I just don't like the way that they went through with it. So I'm kind of in between. I can understand that. I, I, I'm officially a drop, but it's really just because I don't enjoy the characters. Yeah. But I, I do think it makes sense for them to do this. So moving on to story three, we have a pretty exciting story. The Roaming Green Army Patrol returns to Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. You know, one of my like favorite memories as a kid was walking around Hollywood, and especially Toy Story Land, and just seeing uh, all the characters from Toy Story, because it was my favorite movie growing up. So being able to see like an uh, army man just roaming around and playing drums, like that is just so cool to me. So it's a big hop for me. I think creates a more immersive atmosphere, makes you feel like a toy, which is one of my favorite parts about Toy Story Land. So yeah, it's one of my favorite memories as a kid, so I'm a definite hop for this. I definitely agree. It brings a lot of fun to the land, and it adds another element that creates the Disney difference. I think I'm very passionate about the Disney difference, so to speak, just because it's what separates Disney from a place like Universal, even though I do like Universal. I'm not a hater of Universal, but even even more so a difference from Six Flags or King's Dominion, Cedar Cedar Point. You know, all these places are good theme parks, but the Disney difference is that immersive atmosphere and, yeah. you know, just that element, that streetmosphere performers. I really do think that that's what makes Disney better. Yeah. Also, I mean, there's so many other reasons, but bringing, bringing that type of things to the lands is what really makes a huge impact moving forward. So I'm a huge yeah, fan of it. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Now, moving on to another park. It was seen in Frontierland this week at the Frontier Trading Post that there was a cast member wearing a pin lanyard. We haven't seen that since pre-COVID. So, yeah, this will be a put a pin in it segment and pin trading's return. So, obviously, huge pin trader. We all collect pins in this in this podcast. So, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Now, it is about a year and a half too late. And so, I yep. think that's... That's the only thing that I can really say negative about it. I don't know why it took this long. Disney really took their time with this. But of course, I'm, I'm thrilled about this. I mean, this is exactly what we wanted in the pin trading community. I think it adds a lot of things to do in the park as well. Let's just say it's really crowded. It's hot. Well, how about you go inside somewhere and pin trade? It just takes a break. And then you can you can do more. It, I just, it adds a lot to the park. And of course, we're going back to what we were talking about earlier, the Disney difference. Yep. And it creates that, uh, that more engaged with the cast members, but just because of some of the things that Disney's done. And I think by them just bringing this back, I think that really just takes a step up and just makes that Disney difference just a lot more different than somewhere like Universal or Six Flags, somewhere like that. So I'm a big fan of it. I agree with you. Another thing that I really like about pin trading returning is just the same thing. More, more guest interaction for a cast member. And just as a previous cast member, that's what really made my day, being able yeah. to interact with the guests and being able to give them that pin that they really wanted or try to help them track it down. That's what really made my day as a cast member. And I know that a lot of people that work at Disney share that same sentiment. So I'm yeah. very excited about that. Then Disney has also officially started releasing the 100 Years of Magic pins. At first, when I looked at them, I, I wasn't like super big on them. I just thought they were a little bland. But man, whenever I saw like pictures of them, like, that weren't scans and they were like in someone's hand and you could see the shine on them and you could see the nice back card for it and everything. I think Disney did a 10 out of 10 job on this. Very good. I wish I had some, but that'll come next round. I'm sure we'll get some. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get our hands on some, on some, we have our sources. 
So we'll yeah. we'll figure out we'll figure out a way that we can get our hands on these. So also another thing that I want to bring up, Landon. Last episode we spoke on the Tron Light Cycle Run. So they have pretty much a lot of things have happened since the last episode since we last talked. Um, like they, after like the day or two after the last episode, like a ton of news got announced about it. And I think a lot of exciting news. So last episode we talked about the ride locker system and how we were both kind of iffy about that. But Disney released a video on Disney Parks page and there is a place where you can put your phone. That, so I, that's a must. I think everyone's going to be happy about that. And also you could fit maybe your sunglasses, yeah. uh, maybe a snack of some sort. I don't know. It's a very small compartment, but it's big enough to fit your phone, sunglasses, like that type of thing. So I think Disney yeah. did a great job with that. Of course, you won't be able to bring your bags and stuff like that, but that's what the locker is for. And so... Yeah, I'm a big fan of the way they did this, and so I am officially hopping on. Because <laughs> yeah, last yeah. time I said I was dropping it. Well, it's it's good to have you over here now. I, yeah, I like Disney's been doing a great job with just their social media interaction to the fans and just the Disney community. Just them posting the the videos of the locker and then posting the pictures of like try to guess whenever Tron opens. Like it took them long enough, but. I think that's the way they needed to announce it. And it was perfect by them, perfectly executed. It was great. There's actually some news today that I saw within the last hour that there was a cast member seen at, a, at Tron, like in the front of it, in his little costume. Okay. I yeah, I, I saw that as well. I saw that as well. And then I also saw the marquee that is out. So that has oh, the really? official signage. Yeah, that it looked really clean. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the way Tron is being... <laughs> I guess, put in the parks. It took way too long, but that's okay now. It's here now, and yep. Landon and I are planning a trip. We're hoping Glenn can come as well. So yep. we're going to be going in April, late April, that it looks like right now. So we're going to have some boots-on-the-ground content for y'all, which is going to be really that's exciting. Right. A lot of Instagram reels and maybe some YouTube shorts, so y'all stay tuned. Um, well, sweet. we go to the next segment, I want to announce something that we probably forgot to do earlier, but I think we have to do Glenn justice here. The last time we had a draft of the best Magic Kingdom rides, and I am sad to announce this time, as the previous winner, that Glenn actually won this time by a landslide. So He won by a landslide. Also, Dude, I'm getting no close. votes. Yeah, I'll go follow us on Instagram and let us know what Colby needs to do different next time. All right, moving on to the next segment. I'm pleased to announce that there's a Today in Disney history for when this is released. So today, February 3rd, 1986, the Pixar Animation Studio is founded by Edwin Catmull, Alvy Ray Smith, and Steve Jobs. The company was originally created as the Graphics Group, a division of Lucasfilm's computer division. With funding from Steve Jobs, who became the majority shareholder, it quickly transitioned to producing animated featured films the studio's first feature film toy story released in 1995 was a groundbreaking success and the first full-length computer animated film to be released in theaters since then pixar has gone on to produce many critically acclaimed and commercially successful films and is now considered one of the most successful animation studios in the world in 2006 disney acquired pixar for 7.4 billion allowing the studio to continue to produce films independently while giving Disney access to Pixar's unique animation technology and talent. So that's a lot, but it is just very exciting. I love the addition of Pixar, the Disney's best like acquisitions that they've ever had in the past. What do you think, Colby? 
This is not hyperbolic. I think that this was the single most important purchase in Disney history. Think about everything that would be lost if we didn't have Pixar in the park. And you want to talk about the value that we got back from it? I'm talking yeah. we, like we're, we're Disney. But at the same time, you know, you have Toy Story and all these amazing movies, cars, the good dinosaur. I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. That was not very good. But still, I think that it's a huge, huge addition to just the Disney portfolio and having these and really having these minds work together, I think is a big thing as well. So, yeah, that's that's an awesome today in Disney history. So, yeah, moving on to the last thing you want to announce it, Colby. What do we have? We have our draft. And so it's going to be a two-person draft, of course, because Glenn is unfortunately not here. But we're going to do ride cues. So just what are the best ride cues? Landon, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead. All right, with the number one overall pick for the best ride cue, I'm going to take Avatar Flight of Passage. Ooh, okay. Disney did great with this. As someone who hates standing in a standby line, I love to try to get every fast pass I can, or lightning lane, excuse me. But as that guy, riding Flight of Passage and waiting through that line is just amazing. From the scenes outside to of Pandora to going inside and just seeing the like whole room in there, like it's just amazing. So that's why it's my number one overall pick. Yeah, I definitely agree. They just did an amazing job. Joe Rohde is just a genius. And I think yeah. that Disney definitely got it wrong when they let him go. I know that there was a lot of worries about that. Just he was really expensive and everything he was doing was expensive. But all the things he does was worth it and seems to be like the best things in the park. Because at 1.02, I am taking Expedition Everest, which I think is the best ride queue in Walt Disney World. I, I really do think the detail, and I still remember in 2006. Okay, so in 2006, how old were you, Lenny? You were four? Yep. Okay, I, I was 10 in 2006. Okay. And I didn't go on opening day, but I went within the year that it opened. And it this just this coaster just felt larger than life to me. It really did. And it was my kind of my first big coaster. I had done rock and roller coaster as well. It was such an exciting thing, and there was a lot of... I think drama going on in my head and my heart, just like, is the Yeti going to be scary? And then yeah, you, yeah. you, you're going through all these exhibits and then you see this massive Yeti footprint and you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is yeah. scary. <laughs> Obviously I'm 10. So I'm a lot more impressionable than when I'm 27, but. Dude, the artifacts and it's like, when I was a kid, I just thought those were like the coolest thing. Oh yeah, I know. It was, it's, it's just a cool, really, yeah. really awesome and well done ride ride queue yeah yeah all right so moving on to the third overall pick for me i'm taking one that a lot of people are going to agree with i know this is going to be a fan favorite i'm taking tower of terror ah that's good so yeah one of my favorite rides the queue makes it so do the cast members the cast members at tower of terror are some of the best so yeah i love it just from the cobwebs inside it just seems like they've gotten bigger over time but to the movie to the little library like it is so cool so that's why it's my pick. I, I like that pick a lot. I that was probably good my next pick, so I'm gonna have to pivot. I think that people are going to really look down on this one, but it's the music, guys, that really gets me. But Space Mountain, that music in there is iconic to me, and I love that you're walking upward that entire time, basically in a pitch black room. You're like you're. It feels like you're in space, and just that that music 
feels it feels heavy to me like you're you're yeah. going on a journey yeah. i think it just really adds to the ambiance of the ride and so i really do like the queue for space mountain and it's getting a facelift as well also i like how they have those little games you can play so yeah, it's I was just, about to ask, what are your thoughts on that so i mean full disclosure i haven't waited in the standby line for space mountain man yeah. it's been it's been 10 years maybe <laughs> been a long time so, for me too yes i mean i i usually always try to get on that somehow with yeah. a fast pass or what have you whatever obviously working at disney you do you do make friends along the way that makes sense <laughs> so i did have a friend that worked at space mountain and still still does actually so maybe able to get on but that being said, I just really love the the ride queue. That's a good one for sure. I just remember as a kid, like playing those games. Sadly, they don't have them anymore. But I would definitely stand there and try to play it as long as I could before the line ahead of me just like got way too far. And I just remember frustrating so many people behind me. Wait, I didn't know they didn't have them anymore. Yeah, they took no, them away. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> man, I'm, you're hearing this live. Them. You're hearing this live <laughs> on this podcast. I had no idea they took them away. I'm a bad Disney fan. That shows you that Colby has not been in the standby line in ages. I'm telling you, I have not been in that line in a long, long time. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm always walking right up. Yeah, yeah. That's I a cannot good believe they're not there. Yeah. That's, so. that's shocking to me. Yeah. It happens, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to lose. I think I'm going to lose votes on that because it's like <laughs> this guy doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so with the next pick, this can be my third pick. It'll be my three of four, because we're going to pick four since Glenn's not here. I'm going to take Rise of the Resistance. Oh. Um, part of me was like, okay, when does the queue end? It's basically a, an experience. Yeah, so that was where I was split. But I was like, this is such a good just extreme atmosphere and just cue on the way to getting phys physically on the ride. So I was like, this has to be drafted and it failed to me. So yeah, star Wars rise of the resistance at my third pick. All right. I did not think about that ride. I guess it, I just, I viewed it more of an experience, but it does make yeah. sense. And I think you could argue my next one is more of an experience based, but I'm still kind of just reeling over this ride because I wrote it recently for the first time as most people have, but Cosmic Rewind. I mean, it's just, it's just a, such an iconic Amazing. ride now to me. It's so, first of all, it's so clean in there, which I think is underrated, but obviously yeah. it's brand new. So it's going to be really clean, but it just feels very pristine. And then I love when you, when you're walking in there, they're just, there's a, there's a buzz in the air. And I, I, I do think that it's just because of it's, it's new as well, but I think the theming in that ride is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the pre-show as well. Yeah. The pre-show is really cool. Epcotians for those that have ridden it. Right. All right. So my last pick, this one, I think you'll take it next. So I'm going to go with the one I want more so than the one that I think is the better one. Hey, this is Peter your draft. Yeah, exactly. I'm taking Peter Pan's flight. They recently like redid the queue and I just think it is amazing. Just that is the darling bedroom. So you see all the beds, you see the bookshelf. They have like the little immersive projection of Peter and Tinkerbell. They have like family pictures all around. Like it is just really cool to me. They have Nana's doghouse also. They did a great job inside. And for those that like haven't been in the standby line, because it's usually crazy long, it's definitely worth it if you can get it like 30 minutes and under just to see that. But yeah, get a fast pass, obviously, if you can. 
But yeah, so with my final pick, I'm taking Peter Pan's flight. They, they did do a great job with that because I had been through it once. I was curious, and so I did wait. I actually waited in line way longer than I should have. It was probably like an hour, but I was really, yeah. really curious on how it looked. So and I, I, I really do think they did a great job. So I agree. I know you're a Peter Pan stan. Yeah, yeah. I will <laughs> See, say I'm just... they, they got to fix that ride, man. What do they uh, need to do? This is I interesting. Think, okay, so I think they need to just kind of scrap what they have with the overview of London, and they need to make it more 3D, like more cool. It's just, it looks like a fifth grade project on the ground. Really? I just I guess think that's it, that's probably my funny. favorite part of the ride. No, it's, <laughs> mine. It, it's mine too, but I think it could be so much better. It could so, be better, but... Yeah. I, I really do think that that's the part of the ride that I like the most. So it's kind of funny that that's the one you want to change. No. That being said, I would love yeah. for them to just redo it all just because it's been that way for, yeah, you know, however many years it's been there a long yeah. time. I will say Disneyland's my favorite though. Hot take. What's different? What's different about it? If I remember correctly, which I could get slandered for this, I could be wrong, but the way that you go over like Peter Pan on the ship was just different and then london's a little bit different there's like small details every now and then now there are some areas that look a lot older at disneyland but i think that's pretty cool just the vintage i think they both need updates but yeah i think i would just side with that one a little more than the other that that kind of brings up because i've been to disneyland so have you and glenn has as well we what we should do is we should make a list of rides that are better at disneyland or walt disney world vice versa that I think that'd be fun. Let, leave in the comments if you would like for us to do that. So with my last pick, yeah, my last pick, I have gone back and forth. I'm between two of them because I really like one of these rides and I really don't care for one of these rides. It's kind of funny, but I'm going to pick Seven Doors Mine Train as my other favorite queue. Hey, um, I go. love how, first of all, I, I don't like this ride very much. I think it's really overrated. I can't fit in it, etc. But the queue is awesome because, first of all, it's so cold in there. And that's just awesome in general. But then you really do feel like you're in the mines, so to speak. Because it's so, everything's so small and dark and dim. And I just think they really, they really did a great job with that queue. And the music in there is yeah. awesome. So I'm going to pick that as my last yeah. pick. That's a very good pick. For my, my thoughts on that, like, my favorite part about that queue is the spinning barrels on the inside when you spin them it makes a projection above the barrel of whichever dwarf it is and then i believe it's if you get all of them spinning at the same exact time it makes snow white in the middle and she starts dancing so oh that's cool yeah just a little easter egg for those people that don't know that but that's one of my favorite parts of it i'm gonna give an honorable mention because i think this needs to be said i can't believe one of us forgot it i didn't forget it but i just didn't pick it Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yeah. That I, would have been my next pick. But I almost chose it over Seven Doors Mine Train, but yeah, I, it, I probably should have. But I'm, I'm sticking with Seven Doors. I, yeah, I, I just really don't care for Haunted Mansion that much. It's just so. a little too short for me. I think in terms of queue, the the update that they put on it is fantastic. Yeah, just with like that wall that you can play the instruments on if you touch it. You see like the little gravestone and apparently there's someone who took a picture laying in it the other day but did they really <laughs> yeah but I, I think that deserves just an honorable mention so that was a lot just of real 
real quick, what's your what's the worst cue in your opinion in Disney parks? Just one. You get one one cue that you say you think is the worst. Small world, easily. I can't think <laughs> of anything else. It's just some metal bars, and then you get on the ride. Right. Right. I could get so I have I have a pretty big hot take for the worst cue. But Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> oh bro. What? I know. It's so hot. There's no shade. <laughs> I mean you're it, right. It is it's hot. so hot. Like I do well, not want right. to wait in that line. Now, I love all of the Easter eggs about Toy Story and stuff like that, how you see the nineteen ninety five over on the walls and whatever, but I it's just so hot. I hate waiting in that line. A little bit of like a hot take. But Jungle Cruise, I I don't like the Jungle Cruise queue at all. It's tight. It's so yeah. That's and that's what I don't like about it. You're basically on top of people the entire time. You you're yeah. like feeling you're feeling their breath on the back of your neck, and you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So it's just not it's just not my favorite. You you're zigzagging along. There's not a lot of space in there, and that line just gets so long sometimes. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the queue. But. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I'll recap mine, and then you can recap yours. So, with my first pick, I took Avatar Flight of Passage, followed by Tower of Terror, and then I took Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, and with my final pick, I took Peter Pan's Flight. All right, and then I took Expedition Everest, Space Mountain, Cosmic Rewind, and Seven Doors Mine Train. That was a great draft. Yeah, it felt, it felt, felt very fun. Of course, we do miss Glenn. Glenn will be That's back right. next episode, so no worries. Because I know we have some Glenn stands that listen to our podcast, of course. Yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> Me being one you. of them. Yeah, <laughs> we miss you, brother. But uh, yeah, I so this want, been a I great I want to give a shout out real quick. He does a lot of the editing, like all of it. He Pretty is much. a trooper. He is one of the most like talented just media guys I've ever met. So I just want to give a quick shout out to him. If y'all want to go comment on Instagram or something, just say thank you, Glenn. That would be awesome. I know that'd make his day. Yes. So, I love that. Comment, thank you, Glenn, on the next post. Yes, yes. All right, yeah. So I guess that that's it. Yeah, this has been a great episode. Thank you for listening. Of course, this is our third episode. We're going to continue to pumping these out for y'all. We love doing it, and it's exciting to grow this community. So I'm Colby. I'm Landon. And this has been the Rope Droppers Podcast. Bye. See ya.